if you want to get into the UFC and this is where you want to be, act like Joe Pfeiffer, okay? Be Joe Pfeiffer. Be excited to be here. Be fired up to fight. Try to finish the fight. Try to win. Be Joe Pfeiffer and you will get into the UFC. Hey, yo soy el más odiado. Magrego en el octavo no. Ya no pierda, yo soy el más pagado. Un millón por un show. Si soltaron una canción en cinco meses, en verdad que dije wow. Three, two, one, boom, and we're on. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. Welcome to the most positive show on the internet right now, the Coach HP Show. Today's guest, the body bag, the guy that came out of nowhere, Philadelphia's finest, the hype, the reason why the contender series changed completely. He changed the whole course of the whole season. My man, Joe, body bag, Pfeiffer. What's up, big dog? How you feel today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you? Dude, I'm doing great. Listen, I'm so... I'm so proud of you, bro. And I'm so thankful that you followed through with your word of coming on the show because you don't know this, but just the fact that you came on the show today, you changed the whole thing, man, because what's important is the little things, not the knockout. I hope you're the champ and you do everything good, but these little things that you showed today, brother, is going to help you in life in general, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Sorry about the, uh, I know we tried a couple of times. I just, I, I literally have had zero downtime from the time of the fight until yesterday. So this morning I, mean, I, I uh, got training pushed back an hour, coming to see some old friends, my old gym I used to train at and, uh, you know, figured I'd hit you up and get this, get this going. You're the man. Look, I wore this for you. Okay. And you're going to tell me the significance of this. You see I don't right understand. There? You don't see it, car? dude. It's a it's it's a five Mustang. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it was a little like pixelated for a second. Yeah, yeah. Look, listen. I love Mustangs, but I'm not a fan of the of the Fox body, man. <laughs> so you like what the the older ones, the newer ones? So I had I had three Mustangs. I bought a '94 50. Uh, I had a 2000 GT, the 46, and then I also had another. Uh, four six, which was an oh six. Uh, my my favorite body style, uh, it depends, man. Like I like the 2013 50s with a wide body with a nice. cow hood. Nice. And then I like the, I like the S550s, the, the 2015 and up ones. I mean, they're really killing it, man. The newest ones. I'm not I'm not like a new car fanatic, but the new ones are really nice, especially those coyote motors. You can get great, great power out of them. <laughs> Joe, adversity, bro. You you're the face of that, man. The injury, all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I don't understand too much of, of MMA stuff, but I understand adversity and winning, dude. Your mindset, bro. Always you had it. I, I saw the post when you were in the car. I think it was like in 2005 that you go, one day this is going to be. Talk to me about that, man. Uh, my mindset is uh, all over the place, man. But primarily, like, I never lost sight of what I was trying to do, which was fight for the UFC. I never wanted to fight for Bellator. I never wanted to fight for, you know, PFL or any of these other organizations as I was growing up. So just, uh, you know, as far as the mindset, I had one goal and the one goal was to make it to the UFC. Unfortunately, the first time around, you know, it was unfortunate that it's not unfortunate now, but the first time around, you know, you go and get a, an injury like I had two surgeries a year and a half out. Um, you know, that comes with a toll on your body, of course, you know, not being able to train and uh, you know, losing your muscle, starting to feel like self-conscious physically, uh, mentally, especially, you know, more than anything, like I kind of slumped into a depression and, you know, thought like, oh shit, to tell me it's not going to be the same. I might not fight again. And, you know, just because of the extension of my arm and 
you know, I got to come back and show everybody like, you know, you keep clocking in and, uh, you know, you just keep a present mind that you're going to be able to get another chance. So I went out there and did my thing in December and that's ultimately what set me up for, you know, this last fight last week. So, and that's not my hardest fight. I knew I was going to, I knew I was better than that guy in every single way. I knew I was faster. I knew I had better striking. I knew I had better grappling. It's just, it really comes down to how I'm feeling mentally, man. So, uh, and I've done a really good job of grasping uh, my mental health lately. So I'll keep on going. Dude, I, that, that's my thing, right? I like teaches kids and, and everybody is mindset, right? Because the two things you can control, Joe, and I want to get your opinion on this. The only things you can control in life is effort and attitude. Do you agree with yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like a, a example, my, my Ducati got stolen, right? <laughs> I was just telling uh, my former jujitsu coach, Phil and Rick Miguelis, that I had a Ducati and it got stolen out in front of my house. And, uh, you know, instead of being as upset as I normally would have been and making a big deal about it, I was like, well, shit, maybe I would have died if I kept riding the way I was riding. And maybe this was a sign to stop riding a motorcycle until I get this opportunity past me. So, you know, you got, you got to spin the positive on everything as best that you can. You're not going to succeed with every situation, but I mean, it's something I had to learn and I had to grow up um, a lot. Uh, unfortunately, I was not very mature uh, in my early twenties because of a lot of anger problems. <laughs> yeah. But Joe, you're a bit, but hold you, you, what are you 25? I just, yeah, I'm 25. I'll be 26 in September. You're a baby, bro. You're so young, man. You, you, <laughs> you mentioned muscle, bro. I see a picture of you. You look normal. I see another picture. You look like the Hulk, bro. You're like jacked. Is it the shirts that trick that, that trick you, bro? Because you're shredded, bro. That body. Have you always had it? Have you, is it now that you've had it, bro? Yeah, man. I, well, here's the thing. Like, I, I, it depends. Like, obviously, I have to come down a decent bit. Like, when I started camp, I, this camp, I went from 216 down to 185. So, but oh. I started a 13, 14 week camp so that way I could really get my weight down and not shock my body because I went, this was only my second flight in two years. So, I really didn't want to just have like a, you know, eight to 12 week camp and, you know, have issues with the scale. So, I've never missed weight. I'll never miss weight. And, uh, you know, um, as far as my build, like, I mean, I'm, I'm relatively thin for a middleweight, but you know, I don't have much fat either. So, uh, I mean, shit, bro, I need to get a fucking tan cause <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> Listen, the tan's coming, bro, where you are right now, man. I think you displayed Joe, the perfect, the perfect thing that you need to pop the way you pop, because it, it, you were lucky enough that the night you made the night because the night sucked, right? It You sparked this one that just passed, and I'm sure you watched, was everybody crushed because of you because you put the bar there, and everybody said, holy shit, I'm going to do what that guy did, right? And you had, Joe, the right combination of not only did you kill it on with the fight, but the way you behaved after was like, oh, this guy's like a, a dead, or, you know, like this guy's like going to put us to sleep or something. Like you had the right amount of, just crazy enough that it was like, yeah, not that we're like in the loony world, you know, but you hit it right, bro. And I think that right now with the social media stuff and stuff is almost as important as being good on the ring because it kind of balances both, you know, do you think about that at all or no? Yeah, absolutely, man. Listen, like I've, 
What people don't understand, like I said in my post fight, is that I, I might I might be new to the cameras, but I'm not new to the sport. I've been in this game a long time, and I'm not saying I'm I'm not a black belt. I I, I haven't <laughs> I get reamed out all the time. You know, I, I was at Ballot Studios and I got reamed out because I never put on a freaking gi. And I'm at you know Daniel Gracie's now and I get reamed out because I never put on a gi. I, for some reason, I just it's not my motivation. Like uh, I. I really just love fighting. Um, I actually forgot what the fuck your question was. I'm not gonna lie. Who cares? But, Who cares? Fuck the question. But, say what you gotta my, say. But my point is, is like I, I've, uh, you know, being, I'm not the new kid on the block. You know what I mean? Like to the cameras. That's my point. Is uh, you know, I may be uh, new to the cameras, but I've been in the game for a long time. Like I, I've been at like Rick Miglaris, who owns, uh, and his brother, Phil Miglaris, like I'm actually here now, you know, I was visiting them and, uh, made time for the call and whatnot, but I, they've known me since I was five years old and in the sport and doing jujitsu tournaments. And then, you know, Stephen Haig, who used to own fight factory, which is where, uh, you know, Eddie Alvarez's career really took off and Sam Marpisa, you know, all, all these, these names that I drop of people I still talk to, you know, I, I, I still talk to all these guys. So it's like, um, I've been, around for a while i've seen people's careers uh be successful um especially you know the biggest name and the reason i'll say it is because eddie alvarez was someone i also knew since i was five years old when he was 19 years old you know and nice. i can he you can he can attest to that himself you could call him and have that interview and you know he would say the same thing but um you know i've gotten to see people do the things right and do some things wrong so i've had plenty of time to think about what i would say and that night I didn't get to say everything I wanted the way I wanted because I was so fucking emotional. And, you know, oh, I, yeah, for, the first time, for the first time in my life, like that was the second shot at a UFC contract and I was scared to fail, but I put it all on me. You know, I put it all on red. <laughs> yeah, I so, love it. I love it. Uh, I love it. How cool is, how fucking cool is Dana White, huh? Dana White was uh, really cool, man. I used to, uh, I used to think a little bit differently, you know, like maybe he's cold hearted. He doesn't really care about the fighters, but he showed that that's not the case. And you have to stand out to him. And, uh, you know, he gave me $20,000 extra cash. So I had a place to live for the next year. Um, Dude, that and that's happened. aside from my purse money, man. So, uh, and then he flew me out there Saturday to Texas and I got to sit next to friggin' Mike Tyson of all people, which was crazy because I I'm not a fan, but like, I'm not starstruck by people. Like I could give two shits about any UFC fighter, you know? And I mean that respectfully, but like, you know, it doesn't mean I wouldn't want to meet him, but, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way and like, hey, can I get a picture type thing? So, uh, but I also never thought I'd be sitting next to Mike Tyson, which was crazy. And that's all Dude, because of Dana. Of so. course. And it's that Philly thing. We got that Philly tough thing, bro. Listen, I'm Cuban from Miami, right? We're on a different yeah. path down here. We're tanning. We're looking good. You over there, buddy, you're crushing it. You have the right mindset. I used to, so I lived in Vegas for four years. I, I worked at a club called Hide in the Bellagio. Dana came in one time, bro. That guy spent like six, like 8,000 on a table, but he tipped the servers, everybody like 30 G's, man. He's the best. The guy's like the best. I think he's the best owner in the history, dude. And where you're at right now, two more questions, bro. You yeah, don't, man. you don't know your future because it's, it's it now gets interesting because there's a lot of things coming that are new. There's a lot of same things, a lot of things come that are new, right? But I predicted a bunch of stars before on this show that have really taken off, man. And I feel you are one of them only because you're only 25, going to be 26 now, but you're very mature, bro. And you have like this humbleness, 
this hard workness to you, this originality to you that, uh, that man, I'm, I'm a little stubborn in certain things and I know it, but my will to push through is going to get me there, bro. Do you feel that? Yeah, absolutely, man. Look, I, I, what, what, what got me to the dance was being myself, you know, and, and look, all this attention is great. It is. It's great because, you know, I am trying to make money off of it too. You know what I mean? Ultimately, I have to be able yeah, to provide a life for myself. So, yes. uh, you know, the blue check mark doesn't mean shit to me. The following doesn't mean shit to me. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful for it all. And, you know, it doesn't mean I'm unappreciative. Obviously, this is something I've been working for for 20 freaking years. So, uh, and I put all my eggs in one basket, man. You know, everybody used to ask me and laugh at me when I was younger and, I worked normal jobs at a Verizon at a dealership and everybody fucking laughed in my face and I'm not mad at those people. Uh, but you know, it, it, it hard, it hardens you a little bit because people just, they don't believe until you go out and do something like what I did. So, uh, and all I did was be myself. Ultimately I did my, I, I was myself. I fought the way I like to fight. You know, I was comfortable in the second round. I was, I was good. I was, you know, at the end of that, I was start at the end of the, the last minute of the first round, I started to enjoy the fight. And once I can enjoy a fight, like I said, if I'm a happy dude, I'm a dangerous dude. And, I love that. Uh, I love that dude. And, and, and here's the thing. I, I go to a dark place when I fight people because, again, I put all my eggs in one basket. There was no plan B ever. There was never a plan B, bro. So that's why I never gave up. And I chased this because I was like, shit, man, like, I don't have an education. I, I don't, I don't have, you know, financial support. Like I don't have family support. Like this is everything that I, my, uh, my life has become and uh, it's everything I want to be. So, you know, fortunately uh, I kind of got away from, you know uh, I don't want to say religion, but I guess religion for a little bit as a childhood. Cause it really, uh, it really was a, not a good experience for me, man. But I say a little prayer every time before I walk in there and, you know, whether it helps or it doesn't help, I believe it helps. And uh, it's kind of kept me a lot calmer, but you put me in the cage, bro. I'm trying to kill you. <laughs> last two, bro. Last two. I, I know you got to go. Last two. You're, you're, you mentioned growing up, right? I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball, Joe, by far. My dad prepared me for everything in life except to deal with him. He beat the shit out of me when I failed and it was, it was, and it did it in front of everybody. My mom, my sister, he just couldn't control himself. Right. Same here, brother. Your dad, right? Is he still around? Did, did how's that relationship? Talk to me about that. Yeah. So listen, man, that's a, that's a good question. So I still let my dad text my phone. He'll still text my phone here and there, but uh, I haven't talked to my mom and my sisters uh, um, in over two years since the last contender series. Um, by like a month before that. So it's been like two years and some change. And uh, that was the absolute last contact I had with any family. Um, my dad's half brother, my uncle, uh, you know, I, I can't really say like, I, I know him too well, but I know he's been super supportive lately as of, you know, my earlier career, like my early pro career, he tried to like be around and, you know, he's he's been super nice. And there, you know, there is no ill will, man, but growing up, I didn't, I, there was no like, it's funny because the people that'll see this that are related to me, they'll get pissed off and be like, you know, you got this grandfather and this fucking guy and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, like you, you couldn't even tell me, you, you couldn't even tell me the last time you seen me, you couldn't tell me anything yeah. about myself. Like that, that's not family, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not shy to say it in the media because you know, I don't fucking give a shit whether you have my last name or your blood related. If you're not in my life and I never saw you growing up, then go fuck yourself. Like it, it, it's truly it like, and, and I'm not saying that, like, I would never tell them to their face, go fuck yourself. I just don't respond because it's like, what am I going to say? So yeah, my, me and my dad, we, uh, 
we don't really have a relationship, but it's, I've let it be at least cordial enough um, to the point that like he can text me, but the second he starts doing some bullshit and like says some crazy shit, I just yeah, put him on stop. block <laughs> while I'm in a camp and then I unblock him afterwards because, you know, no matter what I forgave, I've forgiven him. And, uh, and I, I contemplated going to his house, honestly, who knows if he'll see this, but I contemplated going to his house to just shake his hand and say, Hey, maybe you didn't do a lot of things right as a dad, but thank you for getting me to where I'm at. Because without this story, without the experiences I've been through, I wouldn't be here. And he is ultimately the person that, uh, you know, led me to the dance. He introduced me to it. And, uh, you know, so if I owe him anything I've contemplated and maybe I still will, but, you know, show up at the door and, Give him a handshake and then dip. You know what I mean? Dude, like, I love I that. I know that me and my dad can never be like super close anymore because he uh, he has a lot of issues, probably or whatever it is. Whatever yeah, it is. Listen, yeah. same with me, dude. I haven't spoken to my dad in three years. My mom is a little out there. My sister I haven't spoken to her in three years. And there's something that the immigrants and Cubans they do. So I call it the Cuban guilt, which is like, oh, because we're family. And listen, you got to live your life, man. And your dad unfortunately showed you in 25 years. That's the sample size. If you can be around or not, dude, you can't be around. You made a mature decision. It's hard, but it's a mature one because it gets lonely. And where you're going, it's going to get even lonelier because you're going to get a lot of hype around you. But can I trust this person, this person, you, whatever. So I love that you did that, bro. Being listen, I'm ready for that, man. But listen, I'm ready for that. I've been ready for that. Yeah. I understand what fake love is. Instagram yeah. is fake love. Right. It, it could be, it, you know, some of it is real love, but like ultimately when you got to categorize it, it's fake love. Like people right. look at fucking likes and they look at views and they look at blue check marks and all these people that ride your dick when you get a little bit of fame. Bro, I'm just a dude that is trying to fucking be happy. You know what I mean? I'm trying to make some money. I'm trying to provide for myself and the people that I love and I care about, you know, and, and that's ultimately my goal. And I want, and, and too many people die in seconds from violence and you know getting shot and shit and like i, I don't want to fucking die bro like i want to live so yeah like, let's live what i'm doing i'm living right now you know what i mean i'm living my best life right now so yes, it's sir. just finally i'm finally reaping a little bit of the rewards from a lot of time that people will never see man i put uh, <laughs> i put my whole life into this so you know uh i was ready it. to keep it rolling i love man. it joe favorite type of music Man, definitely rap. I love Roy Jones. I love I love give rap me, music. And the, only, one, and the only reason I love rap music is because of the rhythm. Give me one Roy Jones song that you that's like the one can't can't, can't be touched. I love and, that one. That that one's iconic. Touched. Dude. And then the other one is I smoke, I drank. That one's really like a, a thug one, but I love that. <laughs> I drank. What is have you thought of your walkout song? Because you didn't have one at the contender, right? They didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have I thought of my walkout song. The, the, honestly, the walkout song means a lot to me. So um, it's what puts me in a certain mood. So I think I'm going to come out to uh, a little bit uh, out of character for what I like as far as music. It's a kind of like a screamo song, but it's not. I, I don't really know. But it's called This Is The New Shit by Marilyn Manson. And I think it's fitting because I am the new kid on the block for the UFC. So this is the new shit, you know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to whoop this kid on September 17th. So where are you? Is that in Vegas? A, is that in Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. It's in Vegas. Is that the apex again? Bro, I got to go support. I might have to go support you, bro. Before uh, I don't know how this works with tickets though. I, I don't know how many people can get in the building. To buddy, I'll, I'll, I'll come in through the door. I'll come in. I'll sneak in somewhere. You don't even worry <laughs> about that, bro. That's, yeah, listen, yeah, man, yeah. I can't, I'm so proud of you. Uh, I might fall under the fake media, fake hype category because I'm going to be 100% honest with you, man. I did not know who you were till I saw you there. But yeah. just, like, just like you said, the thing about the, the God and the religion stuff, man, my whole purpose 
is to help people win. And I get about a thousand DMs of people all over the country, parents with their kids and stuff like that. And the mindset that you have, the behavior you've shown, brother, to me is I'm super proud of that. And I want to encourage that. Before I let you go, any questions for me, man? One question, anything I can help you with? Ah, man, I, I don't have a question for you. I just have a thank you, you know. Thank you for having me on here. You, were, you sound like a genuine person. I enjoyed the interview. I think you asked some really good questions that bring out, um, you know, the diversity and the kind of person I am and, and what I want to do in this sport, you know what I mean? So this, this shit don't last forever, brother. So I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to provide for myself, and uh, that's first and foremost. But, uh, but nah, man, all I want to say is just thank you, and I hope, I hope this takes off, and I hope – it helps some people to understand that, you know, don't buy into all the media bullshit. Like as far as like the promotional, we're all human beings. We all struggle. Every fighter has mental blocks that they have to get past. And uh, I'm just not afraid to show mine because I know that when I get in there, I can be a mean motherfucker still. So let's go. The body bag. There we go. All right, my man. Hold on. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to say bye to you the right way. Okay, hold on.